Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Towelite Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we're here in California. We are hanging out live together. You won't hear this when we're hanging out, but uh, it is live. <laughs> it is live. So, um, you know, it's not been a crazy week for news, but we're going to get through... Even though I say that, now I'm looking at it. I yeah. mean, there's a, there's a lot of news. I just strolled. I was like, yeah, what? There's, there's actually a lot of news. What so, is all this? <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's get into Marvel news. Uh, first thing up, Eminem dropped a new album uh, over this last weekend, including a song for the Venom soundtrack, aptly titled Venom. Uh, we listened to it this morning. It sounded like garbage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I read something funny the other day where it was like, stop releasing these soundtrack songs. Like, it's the 90s already. Um, I mean, it works and it doesn't work. I, I think, think it worked real well for Suicide Squad. I love that soundtrack. And, and Black Panther and Black obviously Panther. destroyed. But this is like, this is like Venom, the official movie soundtrack. and Stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. It's... If it works, it works. Yeah. This, this movie, just doesn't work. I guess this movie isn't really working in our minds anyhow. Um, this is a movie that I feel like, you know, is like a late 90s, early 2000s comic book movie. Doesn't really deserve a space in the world. Um, unfortunately, it's not really involved with anything, which is its downfall, and now it has a shitty rap song with it. So, keep it up, Sony. <laughs> Sony, Sony, Sony. Oh, man. Okay, um, another villain is rumored to be in Spider-Man Far From Home. And it's not Venom. It's definitely not Venom, but um, the the rumor right now is that Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, is the big bad, with other people such as Chameleon maybe showing up, um, Scorpion showing up, Vulture showing up, Hydro Man we talked about, and now possibly Molten Man. Cool. <laughs> Z-list, real Z-lister. True. True Z-list. Um... <laughs> Fine, you know, I'm fine, I guess, again, if, like, they do it correctly where, you know, he just happens to be flying through the city and then stops, like, a robbery or whatever, and it happens to be a villain instead of just a regular thug, sure, you know what I mean? Do it. I think that's funny. I think that's that's fine. I think that's what would happen to Spider-Man, and it does in the comics, you know what I mean? He just is trying to do his day-to-day, um... And maybe there's an overarching big bad, but there's always little bads. Always. So, Molten Man, sure. Welcome to the uh, Sony characters of Marvel people, or whatever the hell they're calling it. <laughs> Sony Universe, yeah, that's right. Sony Universe of Marvel characters. Sumka. Yeah, that's, that's, that's way too many words, and it already gives me a headache. This is also true. Um, speaking of Spider-Man... The Insomniac game is due out this Friday. It yeah. is getting some good reviews, real good reviews out there. Um, people are saying it's a great open world game. Um, the fighting style obviously is akin to to Arkham and stuff like that, but the Arkham Batman games. But people are still really enjoying it, and they like the story. And we already have it pre-ordered, so yeah, we're big Spider-Man yeah. video game fans. We'll be the judge of all this. When it's in hand. Yeah, stay tuned for that review, because yeah. we'll have it. That should be an episode. Might be an episode. Well, 
half an episode. There is an episode coming, guys, oh, yeah. that will be about the Sony universe of Marvel characters. Just a heads up, it'll probably be M.A. So get ready for your ear holes to bleed from a lot of swear words. Oh, yeah. Rated mature. Um, so kids, don't listen. Yeah, we have actually a, a, a Twitter... Or sorry, Twitch streamer friend of ours, um, Big Big Daddy Tej, who's uh, who's gonna be a guest on that episode. He's a big he's a big Destiny guy. He's a big streamer, period. But he he does stream a lot of Destiny, cool. and um, he works for um, Ruby. Oh, Rooster Teeth. Yeah, yeah, Rooster Teeth. That's awesome. Yeah, can't wait. So we will have a a celebrity guest star on that episode. Woohoo! Moving on up in our world. That's it. <clears throat> um, Dave Bautista recently went on an interview and said that he's kind of sick of working for Disney and doesn't know if he'll come back for Guardians 3, which is in permanent limbo at the moment right now. What do you think about this? All because of the James Gunn uh, backlash or um, fallout, whatever you want to call it. You know what? The guy has some morals. Um... And if he sticks to him, that's great. I don't, you know what? I don't agree with the James Gunn firing. Uh, I really, really don't agree with it. Uh, there's not much else we can really say about it because it is getting to be older news now. But Dave Batista keeps keeping this in the forefront, um, and we'll see if he can, if he sticks to that, or they just say, "Hey, here's more money, and just get it done and be out." So. I mean, is Dave Batista keeping it in the forefront, or or are interviewers keeping it in the forefront? Keep asking him about it. He could always <coughs> say, you know, no comment, no comment. You know, everybody can say that, but he keeps he keeps escalating it. Uh, it goes from if it, they don't use a script, I don't know if I'll do it, and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, they might use a script, but James Gunn's not coming back. Then it's I'm sick of working for Disney. So, um, you know what? It's Dave Batista could go and do something else. It's true. But do you want to destroy that Disney relationship for future? You know, you never, you know, you don't know really know how that really weighs out in the end. Um, but, like I said. This is a bridge you might not want to burn. Right. But I'm also one of those kind of people that are that kind of thing, too, that if if a company or something does something negative, really negative like this, and I don't believe it anymore, it's, it's done, you know. Okay, we'll see what happens. We'll see if... uh, It's not enough for me not to watch Marvel movies anymore, but I definitely don't agree with it. Right. I feel like this is obviously not good. Uh, Not good for Dave Bautista. Uh, I don't know how much of it is not good for Guardians, either. Will they just replace Drax, which is easy for them to do? Or is this like... There's just too much evilness because they go and start shooting it with a different director. Is the whole cast just going to be dicks or are they going to be professional? Dave Bautista's probably going to be a dick. Um, I mean, we now we have comments from Glenn Close even. I mean, I'm sure they're forced comments. Who? Uh, what's her name that played um, the head of the Nova Corps? That's Glenn Close, right? Yeah. So she made a comment the other day. It's like nobody really understands why this is happening. Really? Why it happened. You know, it's it's it makes everybody kind of be like, think twice about the whole situation. It's just, um, it's wow. unfortunate. That's the bottom line. It's yeah. It's unfortunate, and it's, it has to do with our toxic society right now. 
and the fact that people are overly sensitive about a lot of things um, and then they're using it as ammo to try to ruin people's careers. So it's like, you got to be careful these days what you say. Um, but the bottom line is that all these comments happened 10 years ago and he was hired by Disney post-fact. And don't pretend like you didn't know about those tweets. They're out there. Right. Unless yeah. Some right-wing conservative nut job ruined Guardians of the Galaxy for everybody. So, fuck that. That's my that's my f bomb. So we shouldn't really dwell on this because it's just it's kind of it's it's wrong. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> DC news. Alec Baldwin is out of the Joker project. <laughs> we just reported it last week. The day it was announced that he was part of it, he exited it the next day. So. <laughs> so then, was he even in it? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Then I read something better today where Alec Baldwin gave us the greatest Batman portrayal of all time, but it was actually The Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was a funny article I read today. It's, uh, whatever. You know, it's, it's not really news anyway because, no. again, with DC, until we see some set photos, things aren't actually happening. It started production, apparently. But again, yeah. until I see some set photos, because, I mean, they had, like, remember, isn't, what's her name? How, like, Kiersey Clemens was, like, confirmed for that Flash movie. So was, what's his, the other guy from Watchmen? They, you know... Oh, he was. He was his dad. Right. Um, what's that guy's name? <clears throat> I'll look it up. You talk. They, it just, you know, in regards to the Flash... That movie never even went forward, so it's like, what do you do with these schedules? But how far along were you? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's Billy Crudup was going to be his dad. But, like, it's a little bit different when it's like you have a writer, you have a director, you have the stars, you're getting ready to go. Like, that's what I mean. That movie crashed hard. Yes. Like, that was on the fast track. And, you know, you saw people, like, the director, like, you know, Instagramming a picture of Cyborg and Flash on a script. Oh, yeah, the buddy the buddy, the buddy movie. movie, you know? So it's just, like, those are those are along. There's millions and millions of dollars um, pumped into people getting hired and concept artists and everything else that goes into pre-production. So, you know, but again, until I see a set photo, I just, I don't know what to believe. DC just really needs to stop bleeding, um, and I think I, I do want to. I don't know if it got erased from this. Nope, it's the next thing. Um, so, kind of transition to the next topic. We wanted to talk about the DCU universe uh, live stream from last late last week. Um, the one that it's was, called DC Universe. Yeah. What's DC Worlds? Worlds of DC is the movie. Ah, oh, fudge. Okay. Movie arc thing. Gotcha. That's the, what All they right. labeled that. So, but the DC Universe is everything that's under that. The streaming. The streaming service DC Universe. Okay. Yeah. So gotcha. That's, that's that. Yeah. Cool. Um, so. Hard to keep track. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, this is the problem with, you know, trying to be a DC fan, being a DC fan, and trying to be positive. What multiverse are you in? What Earth right. are you on? But that's what they're doing now. They're like... We can do whatever we want, because now it's Worlds of DC. Get, get into the multiverse mindset. 
uh, don't think everything's connected because we're just going to tell whatever story we want. So, um, okay. I sat there for three hours and it was the biggest waste of my time I've ever, I've ever, had. it was, it was an awkward gathering of all these people. Kevin Smith was on and then he wasn't on. He was like, taught like he couldn't, he wasn't understanding the direction from the, the Q people. Uh, what he was supposed to be reading at a certain time. I don't know. Like, sometimes I feel like um, he should maybe take a break. Who else showed up? Um, I didn't want... Because I know chick, you said Jim Lee well, did. Yeah, Jim Lee was there. That was kind of a funny segment where they just had him kind of like in the background. Like, he did an interview with him. And that's when the the interview got kind of screwed up. And that was weird. Um, but then he was up in the back, like a comedy thing where he's drawing Batman. And they were checking in with him every so often. That was kind of cool. But then they had, like, all the different hosts. So, like, they brought out... Um, What's her name? Tiffany? The one that Tiffany Shepes? Or uh, uh, Tiffany Smith. Is that her? Yeah. She's been doing the DC thing. So yeah, she's yeah, yeah. the main person. Then they brought in this nerdy guy who is like super awkward the whole time, um, especially after John Barrowman showed up, um, who's going to be part of it. Um, so there's rotating hosts for this? Kevin Smith's daughter's part of it. Every week? DC Daily. They're Every single day. day, they're trying to do this. It's not happening. They couldn't even do a live stream. Um, How long are the episodes? I don't know. Are they live? Every they better time? be like ten bucks or ten ten minutes. Right. Yeah, it needs to be Star like Wars show. Well, I shorter. I listen to this NPR podcast called Up First, which gives you the news every day in the morning, and it obviously doesn't cover all the news, and it obviously doesn't get updated as much because it's only one time of day. But it's my perfect, it's 13 minutes, and it's, here are the highlights that you missed from yesterday or last night, or if something came in this morning, and then, like, that's it. And then, I, and every morning I listen to it on my drive, it's great. It's fantastic. How much news can you produce? Where it's How much news? real news can you produce is the thing. Right. How much non-fabricated, because, like, here's the thing. DC's killing it in comics and on television, so there is enough things like oh here's Ro- ruby rose talking about batwoman here you go here's Stephen amell here's all these cw people talking i can see that i can see them talking to all the creators like venditti and johns and all these other people from the comic world i can see this having enough sustained information maybe not daily i think it's a little much but i could see them bringing in people like a talk show but it's still 13 minutes seems to be the I don't want to know too much because it's going to be all fluff to begin with. Exactly. This this entire <coughs> stream thing, and I kept waiting for more. It's like you have a launch show of Titans, which apparently is not even at the launch date. They announced the launch date, which is what fifteenth, uh, September fifteenth. So it's coming up soon. And they told Chats you it's come up in from the time we're recording this eleven days. Yeah, it's 11 basically days. yeah. And um, the thing about it, yeah, it's it's a week from this Saturday. It's awesome. Um, the thing that is so weird is that, like you said, it was very fluffed. Um, and like I was saying, you have a Titan show that's supposed to be launching with it, but it doesn't launch. It actually doesn't come out till October, apparently, from what I understand. So okay. it's not there at launch day. They tell you the library of stuff that's going to be involved. They keep telling you that through the show, like the different things. You don't have any clips from Titans. You don't have anything else to show us besides character pictures. Now, the character pictures are great. Uh, Beast Boy is green. Um... Like, I love the character pictures. I know people are having problems with how everybody looks, but you know what? I am excited for this show. 
But at the same time, I'm scared because this is like you put this three hour, not even, it's not even, it would have been better if it was a telethon or something like that. Um, and it was just garbage. You gave us one 30 second young justice clip and nothing else. Star girl, like banner. Um, it was lame. It was super lame. So no, <clears throat> no news came from this. No. No, I, so the, what's the, the news the launch part? <laughs> yeah, the, the launch date. We got to sit around with these awkward hosts. And then Jimmy Palomati, what was it, the guy that writes Harley, Harley Quinn? Jimmy Paleometti or something, yeah. Yeah, he came on with the other guy that does Harley Quinn. And that was cool because, like, that was fun to watch a creator, you know. And Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, stuff. that kind of stuff would be neat. Yeah, so they really, like, don't do what you just did. You need to... I'm, but if they uh, do it, like... I know you don't watch it as much, but, like, the Star Wars show mm-hmm. does that. Yeah. Like, they'll talk to, like, a concept artist from Solo. And it's, like, personally, and I think the Star Wars fans, too, like, that's cool. Love we don't that get stuff. that kind of stuff. So, if that's the kind of stuff that they're going to do, yep. copy the Star Wars show format, and I will be in. Not daily, but I'll be there. I'm also surprised in three hours you can get Jeff Johns on the show. I, I don't understand when... He's too busy, man. He's doing so many creative things. He's probably on the set of Wonder Woman 2 right now. He's writing Stargirl. He's writing... Well, I was starting to be Super sarcastic, Soul. but then actually he probably is really busy. <laughs> he's been... He's back in comics again. Right. So... Yeah, so... He's a busy guy and he's probably like, you know what? Until this is actually a positive thing, I'm not even showing my face. He doesn't need to put his face on any more negativity. Well, the problem is, is that... He didn't do anything wrong in the first place. Jeff Johns has done really nothing negative. It's just, it's our, con- it's like, they put him in charge of that stupid movie universe, and then he really didn't, he didn't really have a chance to do anything with it. And if he did, at least he gave us Wonder Woman, in a, in a sense. In a sense. And he's going to write Green Lantern Corps, so. Is he? Yeah. I'd, sure he is. He is. Okay. He is. I'll believe it again the, when I see it. The statement from, right Exactly. <laughs> no, nope, just, just believe it when you see it. But because wh- where's the Cyborg movie? Where's the Flash movie? Because oh, you just can't garbage. say it until you see it. Exactly. They can exactly. say anything they want. Yeah. But until we see it. This is true. Speaking of which, uh, Len Weissman uh, from the Underworld World um, is to be directing the Swamp Thing pilot, which is curious because I thought James Wan's the showrunner. He's the producer. He's a producer. Yeah. I would have expected James Wan to direct that first episode, but Len Weissman is a good director. Um, he has made some pretty fun movies. Um, so, I sure, you know? I guess the only thing I will say is, like, Len Weissman, to me, is a little bit more of sci-fi action movies. Because um, I think he did Total Recall as well, the reboot, and some other stuff. But, like, I really thought it would be James Wan because I wanted it to be more horror. Well, that's that they did talk about the show on live stream. So okay, and that's what they're that's what they're going for. It's okay, like Alan Moore, um, horror. Okay, level Swamp Thing. So, um, so with James Wan being involved, we can probably see his you know his touches and. That's right. Len Weissman's been working on The Gifted, and oh, Lucifer. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow. Okay, so Lucifer's Vertigo DC. So yeah, yeah he's in that world. Sleepy already. Hollow is creepy. Yeah. Um, I'm cool until we yeah. see something that doesn't exist. 
Well, I actually, for some reason, maybe I'm stupid, but I have more faith in these TV projects coming than I do the movie world. Especially when you got Greg Berlanti behind most of them. Yeah, so... It's like, I believe believe in that. And the thing about it is that um, it's it's an easier production. Um, So tell me about Alan Tudyk playing Mr. Nobody in... uh, in the uh, Doom Patrol. So Doom Patrol is set to hit <coughs> DCU Universe in 2019. It's going to be actually spinning out of Titans. So it'll be interesting to see um, how the team is handled. Uh, in the comics, Beast Boy's original team was actually Doom Patrol. So he came out of that and became a Teen Titan. Um, and from what I've seen already from these set picks, the, I mean... They look like the characters, so that's good. Um, less negative backlash than the Titans got. Uh, so, you know, Alan Tudyk joining any project, I'm always happy to see. So, I we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see how Titans does. You know, it's that's a big that's a big determination right there in how how they're handling this world. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you know, I don't know enough about these characters again that. Even though I will watch it because I already paid my money <laughs> for the, but we're saving for money the that DC way. universe. Um, we but, also might win a trip to the studios. That's um, they announced it during the show that if you to get people to pre-order. sign on before that pre-order thing ended, they they put a sweepstakes in. Um, so if you win the sweep, like win the sweepstakes, you go to WB and all that stuff and have your ultimate Batman experience and bunch of shit in LA so okay uh, more and more like you know and they added three months free to our subscription I did see that that was like here you go I know you guys aren't signing up for it <laughs> yep. now you have 15 months for that $80 price plan. yeah yeah which so. is not bad um it puts it under no I mean that's cheap five bucks. yeah I mean it's cheap I'll for sure it. and that's a good way to you know test the waters and see what happens. That's it. I mean, I'm personally most excited about the animated library. <laughs> I am excited about the animated library, yeah. And I'm excited about... <coughs> I, I just want them to do some weird stuff. Like, I want, like, with the comics, like, like notes, you know? Like, the characters' drawings. You know how they sometimes release that kind of stuff? Like, I want to see some real behind-the-scenes stuff that I would never, ever see, like, in this... Vault, because DC Mar, all these people have vaults of mm-hmm. of info. That's what I want. They show when they did the special, they did do the the interface and they showed you how to use it and stuff. And then they showed how the comic book one works. Yeah. So it is selected comics, um, but yeah. it's a big library of selected comics, and um, it's like a digital reader anyhow. So you can do it on your TV where it goes to the different panels and like oh. it's really animated. So you can buy. You can also buy new comics through the service. Uh, every Wednesday. Yeah, a cheaper ones. price point. I don't know about that, but um, probably the same as you're paying for digital comics, period. But you can always, you can start reading your comics. Is it doing, TV. like, animated panels, like they zoom into the panels mm-hmm. and do... Wow, that's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. So that's why I think at first you're not getting this That's why it's library. curated comics. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Which, I like that kind of animated comic thing. I, always I do, like too. That. Um I'm a physical comic guy, but at the same time, I that's know. just cool though. I like I like when they do that. Um, okay, yeah, that's um, actually exciting. Mm-hmm. It's exciting to hear that. 
All right, well, let's uh, take a big, slow, fast commercial break. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi, over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! We are back after those commercials, and we got to get into some everything else, TV news. Chris, can you read this? I can. Uh, Carl Urban recently did an interview where he confirms a limited involvement in the upcoming Mega City One uh, TV series. Uh, it's set in the world of Judge Dredd. Uh, there's no exact confirmation on if Carl Urban is playing Judge Dredd in the show, but the overall idea of it is it's going to be introducing like rookies, like new yeah. judges, and it'll follow them. But the idea that they've spoken to Carl Urban about probably playing Judge Dredd is pretty awesome. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with this. Um, because it's been rumored for so long. Like, yeah. where is that sequel? It didn't do well in theaters, but it's like critically acclaimed. It is... It's a call favorite. It's an awesome movie. It's a it's amazing, especially if you get to watch it in 3D. I'm telling you right now, it's it's really? so good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was shot in 3D. Yes. I don't know if it was shot in 3D, but it's in 3D. The transfer is really good. Oh yeah. Hmm. Um. So. I have to do myself a favor since I don't own that movie. It's yeah, it's so Should good and uh, yeah. I mean, it's probably not even that much money. Um. Judge Dread 3D. Casey, let me type that in correctly. Anyway, so I am excited to see whatever this potential show is. Um, and Carl Urban, he's a fan of uh, of this world and of being that character. So I think this could be uh, pretty fantastic. Yeah, pretty pumped. Awesome. Yeah, I. It was like we love the raid. That movie is basically the raid in Mega City One. <laughs> it's like, please bring more ultra-violent awesomeness to my TV screen, please. I just want to have fun and escape. That's it. <laughs> All right, next news. Uh, 
Well, we got some awesome news this morning. Uh, Asking you shall receive. Uh, Henry Cavill has been cast as the main character, Geralt, in Netflix's upcoming limited eight-episode The Witcher series. It's only eight episodes? Yeah. What the fudge? Okay. So... Just what it is. Yeah. If if you're not, you know, familiar, Geralt of Rivia is a solitary monster hunter, struggles to find his place in a world where people often prove more wicked than beast, but when destiny hurdles him towards a powerful sorceress and a young princess with a dangerous secret, the three must learn to navigate the increasingly volatile continent together. Um, This is part of CD Projekt Red's Witcher series. Um, They've had three of them so far, with the last one being in 2015, Witcher 3, and it's wildly popular, touted as one of the best RPGs of all time. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you, I have not played any Witcher games, and it's one of those things where I know I'm going to get sucked in, I know it's going to be good, and I just haven't had the time to, to devote to it. It's also one of those things where you now the ultimate edition is out. Oh yeah. Now yeah. you buy it and it's gotten down to like twenty bucks. Yep. And so next time it does that, and I'm not in the middle of five games like I'm about to be this fall. Yes. Um, I'm gonna make time for that eventually. Yeah, and um, so so really exciting for this, excited for this. I was hoping it would be a little bit longer because I think Netflix. For all the great things it does, it does not have a fantasy series. Um, other than Disenchantment. I going to say that. Sorry, other than Disenchantment, which I've heard is really good. I need yeah. to watch it. Yeah. Um, but a live-action fantasy series, and I was hoping that this was going to be there. Because Amazon's producing, like... Lord of the Rings. Well, it's producing Lord of the Rings, <laughs> of course, and that's it. I mean, we don't even have to talk anymore, but they're also going to be doing, you know, Discworld, I think. They're also going to be doing... Um, uh, they're doing the Wheel of Time, so I was it's. Gonna say that, like, where is that show? <laughs> well, they're all of them. They're just getting. I mean, Net or Amazon's better about keeping things under wraps. Yeah. They do, they really don't show you too much. So, um, anywho, I was hoping it would be longer, and they still will. Netflix, I I have faith in them, but I uh, the bigger question is, what does this mean for the DC? You? What is the term that we're calling this thing again now? DC Universe. DC Universe. Or DC... No, no. World of DC. The movies? Movies. Because now, if he's doing this... Now, you said limited series, so I guess he still could be open for Superman roles. Yeah. If and when they present themselves. There's no reason he can't be doing cameras. That's simple. Well, he should be doing Man of Steel, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, when Man of Steel is still one of your better movies, and everybody... (laughs) You need to be making a sequel to that. You go back through DC's library, Man of Steel is second to Wonder Woman. And honestly, because of the third act of Man of Steel actually making sense and being good, yeah. it's a little bit above Wonder Woman in some ways. Yeah. In some ways, guys. Some ways. In some ways. He still stupidly lets his dad die. I mean, that's one of the dumbest things outside of Martha in the whole cinematic universe, period. Yeah. So, um, I do want to make a comment about, since we're on the DC films, um, those are not announced for the <laughs> streaming service. Not one of them has really? been announced. That's weird, right? How is that even possible? I don't know. I, maybe it's, they didn't even, they didn't mention the show. Seriously? Yeah. They. Oh, not even Man of Steel? No, I don't think so. It, maybe it was something missed, but I did not see it. like Michael Keaton's Batman? Yeah. 
Okay, all, all everything but Batman and Robin. All the first three. Still have you seen that one? Yeah. Everything but Superman four. <laughs> first. Three. Really? Yeah. It's so weird. But then I thought I saw Quest for Peace on there. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe they just didn't put it on the announcements because nobody cares about those movies. It's like, let's not even mention those because mm-hmm. maybe people won't buy the service if they think it's involved. Now, do you know... I'm sorry, guys. We're just taking off a tangent real quick from this Henry Cavill news. But are they are they cleaning up the old movies? Like, are you getting, like... HD versions? HD 2K versions of Batman Returns. and You know what I mean? Like, do we know if that's happening? You'd assume you would. I assume... Only because um, they've remastered 89 Batman. That's what I mean. I have at least two different versions of that on Blu-ray. Um, you know, I I would imagine they're all in HD. Batman the Animated Series has been updated and it's being put HD on here. Um, so, I think so. Okay. I'm trying to remember. It was a long three hours. And most of it was me swearing at it. Um, so. Alright, well let's get back into this. <laughs> Witcher, are you excited? Hell yeah. Okay. Me too. Don't know enough. Maybe that's better. Maybe it's better just to watch it without even playing the game. I don't know. Maybe. And then uh, in other TV news... That's why I stopped reading. Um, I'll just take this real quick. Jim Henson Company is developing a show called The Witchlands, um, which features a world of magic and astonishing characters that our creature shop can sink its teeth into and bring to life in an exciting and fresh way. These books fulfill our desire to dive deep into a high fantasy world a la Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones where the women are the heroes and the world itself is seen through a feminine lens. So they're based off of a, I think it's already a trilogy of books with another book coming out soon. Um, high fantasy. And if, if the Henson company's behind it, that means we're going for practical effects, which obviously Labyrinth, uh, uh, the Dark Crystal, which I, I always forget that series is coming out next year. So Nef- that I was next just going to new... ask you about it. There's our, there's one of our Netflix fantasy series. Yes. Dark so Crystal. this show that's being developed by the Henson Company has not found a network yet. Given that the Dark Crystal is doing on Netflix, I would not be surprised if that's where it lands. But obviously, whoever has the bigger paycheck might be where it goes. But this sounds cool. It sounds amazing. Yeah. So witches and fantasy and... Muppets. God. And Muppets and yeah. puppets. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, what's next? Oh, why don't you jump on this? The first oh. one, at least. Uh, Greg Nicotero is joining as co-director of Spawn with with Todd McFarlane. Um, which means also, which I already knew, K&B will be doing the special effects. I want to say, and I'll, let me just... Fact check that can be um, did the effects on the first Spawn movie in the nineties. Really, I I, I want to say they did, but maybe not. Um, maybe not. I have to go back and like really like look through all of that. But oh yeah, okay. Spawn, nineteen ninety seven, animatronic creature and special effects. Yep. Mel- so Melbulja, <laughs> Mel- Melbulja. I mean, but Violator, like those that that makeup and Spawn's yeah. makeup when it wasn't CGI. So yeah. you know what I mean, like John Turturro. Yep. Oh, not John. No, John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. <laughs> um, 
I'm excited about this news because Greg Nicotero's episodes on The Walking Dead are standout episodes when he directs them. Obviously, he's been in the in the movie business for a very long time, especially as part of KNB. Um, they are the best special effects artists. You know, there's some stuff we could talk about Rick Baker and stuff like that, but like consistently in the horror genre yeah, realm. They're consistent. They do work with all of, um, what's his name, Quentin Tarantino and Rob Rodriguez and um, obviously The Walking Dead and stuff like that. But yeah, I from Dust Till Dawn they did. I mean, like I I love K and B, so I'm I'm pumped. Wishmaster did that. Cool. Yeah. What do you think? I can't wait. This it's been too long since we got some new Spawn visual candy so that well, movie that movie was great in the 90s um it's one of those comic book movies that you know should we watch it again though because this is i've still watched it recently great. it's it's okay okay it's like i know a lot of things don't hold up still not even blade 2 but <gasps> i'm just joking um don't ever say that <laughs> I, I blade 2 is yeah. awesome no, i love blade 2 um you ever talk bad about Guillermo del Toro ever again speaking of Blade <laughs> no we're not going there um but yeah excited I'm really excited for this Spawn movie especially when it's Tom McFarlane <laughs> well the cool thing too is that with it being a smaller budget smaller cast they can they can take their time on this special effects yeah and obviously the cape is gonna be CGI. It has to be. But if everything else looks real and they have that real uh, monster bump in the night because they want him to not even be seen too much, mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's cool. I think it'll be cool. We need to get more casting announcements because Sam and Twitch have got to be in this. Yeah. Got to be. Um, all right. What's next? Uh, Die Hard 6 is happening. Uh, <laughs> so what we're... They were, I guess the rumor was at first that they were going to not have Bruce Willis in this movie. They're going to do a younger one, and you're like, oh, it's like a year one Bruce Willis or, or John McClane movie. But now, they've come out with a title. It's called McClane, and it will go back and forth in the timeline from when he's older now and then when he was younger. That's that's the concept right now. So It's happening. The title's McLean. We have some time jumps during the movie. Okay. I can't... I can't get excited. <laughs> no. I... I haven't seen a good Die Hard movie since... Four? Three, four, no, maybe. Four was good. okay. Yeah. Four is a Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Four's... I still love that movie. It's good. Yeah. It actually may be... Is that Len Weiss? <laughs> I don't remember who did that. <laughs> Live, oh. live free and die hard. Um, I can't remember who did that movie now. Is that like Rigor Mortis? It is Len Weissman. That's right. Wild. It's all connected. Yeah. So I'm Die Hard to me are the best action movies, best action series franchise for me, and um, a huge Die Hard fan, and I went and sat through all the movies and a marathon before the fifth one came out. And that fifth one 
ruined my high of the day of watching four great Die Hard movies in a row. And it's just that, like, I don't know. Listen. I don't know. I love Die Hard, but you can't see it. Like, you can't, it's not better than Fast and Furious. I said for me. I know, but you love Fast and Furious. I do love Fast and Furious. I love, I love Die Hard too. don't get me wrong, but those movies are, like, solid every time. <laughs> and they get better with time. So it's like... Said for me. I know. <laughs> it's just hard for me to, like, <clears throat> think about Die Hard unless it's... Here's, here's the thing. The first three. It's so hard. I can remember so much about the Die Hard movies. Mm-hmm. Tell me yeah. any scene that happened in Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I know. They're all... They all yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's, I love Fast and Furious people. Love, love, love it. Do not get me wrong. But they are instantly forgettable. Die Hard is also ingrained in us since the 80s. Of course. So. And maybe in 20 years, it will be Fast and the Furious. But, <clears throat> you know, Die Hard is my Christmas movie. Yeah. Die Hard 3 is one of the greatest action movies ever made because it's genius. Just, just I mean, if people want to tell me that Die Hard 3 is the best one, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Even though I still think the first one is, like, yeah. I get it. Because it's so good. And they don't do that kind of stuff. It is very rare where I'm thinking, I'm wondering what's going to happen next, who's playing who. Like, all that dynamics, just, they, it doesn't happen that often nowadays. It's really more cookie-cutter shit and explosions and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Die Hard. So the idea of, of, of doing it as a young one and an old one, I actually think it's a very genius idea. I think it's an idea that I could see them doing it in other movies and it would be kind of cool too, but I just, I'm tempering my expectations very low right now. Yeah, that's all I can do. Yeah. Uh, I'll take this one. So, (laughs) Steve, Steve Gutenberg. Did you write this or did I write this? I wrote it. Oh, we both wrote it. Oh, Steve Gutenberg confirms that there's a new police academy on the way. I thought we had more news than we did. No, we don't. Ah, We have no news. Um, yeah, I, so I actually love Police Academy movies, yeah. and um, Steve Gutenberg was at Buffalo Comic Con two years ago, got oh, yeah. to meet him, yeah, That's and awesome. it sounded like, from his quote, he said it's in the bag, sounds like they like already shot and directed this movie, and he's just maybe waiting for a distri- distributor. That would be funny. Yeah, but, um, yeah, more Police Academy, I guess I have no problem with that. Would you want a new crew, or would you want, like, the old crew with some new people? Um, they're, like, they're, like, the, now they're, like, the, the veterans on the force, and then the, I think the that's new, what this will be. Yeah. I think he'll be, like, the chief, you know what I mean? And maybe some of the other people show up, or maybe the young people get into a situation where they need the old people, maybe they have to fight somebody from before, like, that kind of stuff would be fine. As long as it's a continuation, and this will be. If Steve Gutenberg's talking about it, it will be. Um, that's fine with me. Yeah. Bring it on. Be awesome. It's been, a, it's been a long time since we got a police academy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. No, that's not right. All right, in video game news, we have a new Streets of Rage coming out. Yes. Cell shaded. Yes. 3D graphics. Yes. I love Streets of Rage. Is it science really? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. What is old is new again, my friends. And it's 
I can't wait for this. I love Streets of Rage. Well, this is another one of those things where it's like... Is it like that Double Dragon one? Uh, no. No, 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 no. This is real. No, this is real. Yeah, this isn't like same graphics, blah, blah, blah. So last game, Streets of Rage 3, was in 1994. Yep, for Genesis. I guess to me, like some of these games, it's like... A game like Battletoads. Oh, God. Where it's like they were so popular, and you even see Battletoads and Ready Player One. Yeah. Like, they're so popular. Like, where did they go? Like, why didn't they make more? Or at least every, like, 10 years, like, oh, here's another. You know what I mean? Like, Bionic Commando, they did, which is cool. And actually, it's a fun game. But now you get uh, Just Cause, which is basically Bionic Commando, but, like, insane. Yeah. Um,. I need to play those games. But, like, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know why there hasn't been a Streets of Rage game in 24 years. I don't know why they decided now is the time. And maybe, you know, whatever. But I'm, I'm excited, and I will play it. And hopefully the kangaroo on the rollerblades is a character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, a, have, they have a, not announced all the characters yet. but It's a day one purchase. It's crazy. And then again, like, is it a full game or is it just an online game? Can we, yeah, can we play it together? Over the network? Right. Not just in the same TV. I'm talking, if you're in Rochester, I'm in Cali. It's like, I want to play Streets of Rage. See, I would like both options because there's not enough split screen things in this world. There isn't. And And it's really a shame. um, Especially when TVs are getting bigger. Yeah, I can fit. Two people easily nowadays yeah. on a 65-inch TV. Yep. Give me split screens, fuckers. I'm sure that this definitely has local co-op. Right. <laughs> if it doesn't, it's a fail. It's it a is a fail. It's it's day one fail. It's failing. All right. Yeah. Who wants to play Streets of Rage by yourself? Well, no. I wouldn't. Wow. It's better. I played it with my sister. It was great. Yeah. All right, what's next? We are getting some Star Wars news. All right, so... You know, it seems like the Poe Dameron comic is uh, telling more backstory of the Star Wars universe than most things these days. Um, the The second annual is coming out soon, and it's going to tell, it's going to give us a little more of an insight of Han Solo's and uh, Chewbacca's escapades after they went away after the whole Kylo thing, um, and went to back to their life of heists and smuggling and all that stuff. So. Um, the two will make an appearance in the, in the annual, annual, and it is being titled as their final heist. Um, so that's, that's cool. I like that. I don't read the Poe comics. You should. I, I read them for a long time and I stopped and I always, I really enjoyed them. I thought it was going to be kind of a throwaway book at first. Yeah. But, um, oh, what's his name is writing it. Uh, so, Charles Soule has been he wrote he's been writing right he Charles did an Soule amazing is, job on that Lando one shot he's writing six shot he's whatever. writing what um, Vader now or no is no that, is that what he's writing no he is not Gillen writes Vader now Mm-mm. he writes Star Wars does he yeah oh jeez well anywho how is this happening like I understand in the Star Wars series you could do one offs because it's still within that universe okay well yeah Vader has been amazing. Um, sorry, Charles Soule. It has been amazing. It's actually, I, ugh, I don't know if it's better than the Gillen stuff, but it's, did you, are you caught up in that book? No, I want to, oh don't say too much, because I want to yeah. read it. 
Because there are some issues within that world that are con- just insanity. Well, they're letting Charles Soule take the reins to this, a lot of this this canon stuff now. Yeah. Um, he's creating, especially in the Vader comic, it's, I've read certain things where it's like, this is now canon, where Darth Vader did this, or, or yeah. the Sith is like this because of, you know, it's... Right. So, um, like we say, um, they're doing a great job building the canon... Outside of the movie world. Well, so my question was, is this book just Han and Chewie, or is is Poe also in it? It's they, Black Squadron is in it. Okay. So it's they they have they meet up with Black Squadron somehow on accident. Okay, okay, okay. And then they all. That's why I was like, heist. how does this work? But okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. I'll catch up. I'll probably pick that issue up since it's an annual. It's yeah. Always a standalone. Yeah. Well, yeah, they do a good it. job with those standalones. Mm-hmm. Or those annuals, whatever. Okay, cool. Speaking of Black Squadron and the lack of in The Last Jedi, um, it was kind of up in the air what happened to Greg Grunberg and his his, his uh, and the rest of Poe's fun lackey friends, uh, his squadron. What's his real name again? Uh, uh, From the... Aftermath. Yeah. Ta- Scoot? Tannis? Scat? Scrot? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, what is his name? Uh, I don't know. It was always, it was always on. It was always such a popular name at first that yeah. we all forgot about him. Um, a very ingrained character in the Star Wars universe because of the aftermath novels and because of his appearances in the in Episode Seven, and you're really starting to tie these worlds together, and then you didn't. Um, he's coming back for Episode Nine. So, um, just like we said in the Poe comics, they actually told the story of what Black Squadron was doing during The Last Jedi. So okay. that tied, that filled in that gap. Um, so I think that's great. I mean... So wait, this this book flash-forwards as well? Yes. It goes it goes on these different time periods, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because when I, I... I did read some of it. I didn't read none the, of it, but it was like... Is, remember the beginning is a very, like, one story. It is, and it's right before... Episode 7. Episode 7. Because he's going to look for... Tak Laka or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, uh, he's been he's been sent out by Leia to find him, and that's that yeah. story. And then he runs into that crazy Lars Enteka. Yeah, and then he runs in that crazy imperial guy. Yeah, yeah, that pirate. giant egg. Yeah, that like that dragon stuff. egg. And then it kind of diverts from there. So okay, they're doing they're doing some plot some sick filling. stuff. Yeah, okay. so that's cool. Thank you, Marvel. Snap Thomas. Wexley's back. That's it. Snap. Oh, snap. All right, what's next? Uh, finally today, we have a, another book uh, that we should all be reading because that's where all the info is, apparently. Uh, these behind-the-scenes uh, encyclopedias or whatever you want to do, call them. The newest one's called Star Wars Scum and Villainy, Case Files on the Galaxy's Most Notorious. It's being uh, called an interesting spin on the usual encyclopedia form with Pablo Hidalgo's book collecting three generations of notes and case files of a family of space police officers. Yeah, so it's telling you about... Green Lanterns? Yeah, it's telling you about the bad guys in Star Wars, quote-unquote bad guys, bounty hunters and smugglers and stuff, told from a police, from the police files. So that's going to be really interesting to see that. You know, probably see, like, mug shots and weird... Yeah. 
you know, uh, fingerprints and all this other kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's it's a very fun, cool way to to do it. Um, Agreed. Hidalgo does a great job on these encyclopedias. He is, if you are not following Pablo Hidalgo's Twitter account and you're a Star Wars fan, you're really missing out because actually him and Ryan Johnson are very good at wealths of Star Wars information. Especially Hidalgo, though. I mean, he is the Oracle. Other than maybe Filoni, but Filoni doesn't ever divulge any information. Whereas Hidalgo, someone might ask like a question a stupid question, and then he'll go and answer it and give you the reasons why or where you could find it in this comic. Blah, 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 blah. So uh, this will be a this will be a good purchase. Um, don't know what the release date is, but I'll take a look on the Amazon and see if pre-order is up or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, it'll be a fun book. I love these kind of books. I grew up with these kind of books. That's why I know as much as I did before the changeover. You still know a lot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... A lot of people complain about the changeover, but it makes it a lot easier to deal with things now. Um, And it's still there. You want legends? You want those legends? Ain't gone. They're not. They're not going anywhere. They're still still printing those books. Yep. All right. Is it time? (laughs) For what? Pursuit of plastic. All right, guys. Uh, We're gonna take a look at kind of the higher end thing today uh we love statues especially really good statues and iron studios has been putting out um some really cool ones they put out a justice league set based on the movie now movie sucks but those statues are actually pretty cool uh so they're they run about the 100 110 dollar range in pricing um and they're releasing a aquaman and a black manta one uh which are Look to be movie-based, but a little more stylized, a little more uh, on the comic end too. So I mean, you can go. It the can costumes go look more comic end. They are, but then They're... I see I see more and more of the Jason Momoa, and it's more the orange. It is, and when you see, but you've seen his costume from the movie, right? It is orange yes. and green. Yeah. I mean, it is like James Wan did do it. It's yeah. just a again, DC and their muted color palette. I'm not gonna complain. I like I like the I like the Justice League costume too because it is you do get the green. Yeah. It's great. It's I like that costume. I'm not gonna complain. I like about it better. It. In I bought the toy. Justice League. I like the toy. Yeah. Um, but I think it's gonna be awesome for this movie too. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see plenty of collectibles based on that. But statues come together, right? They do. They're yeah. battling. So you got Aquaman with his trident and Black Manta fighting, and it's amazing. And Black Manta looks like Black Manta for, yes. for this, and it's. I'm excited for this, even though I hear there's some villain problems in this movie. But whatever. Statue's still good. Exactly. <laughs> All right. You can make your own movies. Yeah. In your mind. In your brain. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, and finally today, uh, some a lot of Marvel Legends stuff. Um, we got in some uh, actually Hasbro stuff, Marvel Marvel Legends and Black Series. Uh, Fan Expo Canada just happened. Uh, we got some reveals of some new Marvel Legends figures. Uh, they're really starting to really look really good. Uh, they've been looking good, I'm sorry, for the last couple of years. We we complained about, ha- like, when we've done our Pursuit of Plastic episodes about Toy Biz and the Hasbro Takeover, it was shitty at first, and they looked horrible. Now, they are getting spot on with these sculpts. 
uh, the accessories, a lot of that stuff. So it's hard because now I want some of them. I pick and choose. Like I, I just I bought I bought the entire Fantastic Four series. Yeah. Because in the Silver Surfer, um, those look great. Um, I picked up that Old Man Logan. It looked just like the comic one. You know, not the not the Millar comic, but the when uh, Lemire when Lemire yeah, was doing. Yeah. You know, so it was like that design. It was just like him. So they revealed uh, Weapon X, Mystique. Um, Guardian, Alpha mm. Flight Guardian, and in the build a figure, I think it's a build a figure of, um, not Sasquatch, but Wendigo. Yep. And that looks crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's a frightening looking figure. So I mean, we always talk like, what do you like? Where do action figure pricing belong? Does it belong in the ten to fifteen dollar range where you can get most of these things now on Amazon because they're overproduced mm-hmm. at that price? Black Series, Marvel Legends, you're getting them cheap now. That's fine. Especially for these good-looking ones. But, you know, at the $20 range, I think they're starting to do their job. At least they listen, they put out surveys. 20, not 25. Some stuff is. So, you look at the Gamorrean Guard, which I have to actually go hunting for today. Um, it's 50. It's, it's 30 bucks. 50 bucks on the second-hand market. I saw it at Target in Rhode Island. It was $50. That's price gouging. It's a 30 30- I was like, nope. Are you fucking kidding I'm me? Not, I'm not. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, because I was like, "Are you? Is it? I should have took a picture. I I just couldn't even believe it. I should have scanned it. Yeah, true. Impossible. Yeah, because I was like, "There's no. I'm not. I can't spend it. I can't spend. I can't spend fifty dollars on a black series figure. No. No. Fifty dollars for a Bandai. Yes. Yeah. Now I I think I'm done with six inch toys. I just I can't deal with this anymore. It's too much. Six inch cheap figures. Period. Or at all. Yeah, I'm pretty kinda, much. I'm kind of. It just that boat. it takes up too much space. It's like just give me my my things that I can accurately put into my shelves with the hot toys, the Mezco's. I'm doing it because. Oh, it, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I don't even want to talk about Mezco anymore. You know, I wasn't right gonna now. buy figure arts. Yeah. Anymore, but then I saw that Leia. And I needed to get that laid to complete my set. Yeah, it's beautiful. Because I have all the rest uh, yeah, yeah. except Obi-Wan no, the droids, that. which I'm still on the hunt for. Yeah. But I want to complete that whole A New Hope one. Um, what were you saying about Hasbro's? So what exclusive did we get? We didn't even talk about it. <laughs> so we're up. Um, so those are the those are the Marvel Legends we got. And then the exclusive is a Dryden Voss figure. Uh, so from Solo, uh, Paul Bettany's character. And that was the reveal, which everybody is saying, hey. That's great, but where's our original trilogy figures that you haven't made yet? You know, where's our prequel figures you haven't made yet? Uh, so, I think it's cool that they're making these figures because I I love Solo, and I think that these characters will exist in the future more and more, and people will not care as much and be assholes about it. But um, I do agree with the other hand. Like, where are these other ones? Where's my Matt Rebo? Huh. Where is it, guys? Where's my three pack? Um, uh, but yeah, that's it. So No, you didn't mention that, though. I know, but that's it on that one. And then oh, finally, yeah. uh, we have uh, the exclusive has been revealed for the upcoming year's Marvel Unlimited subscription. So every year you get a different Marvel legend. This year is a Punisher Venom figure. Uh, so you get the Venom figure with the Punisher symbol on him. I don't really know if that's worth anything. I just, you know... Venom to me is is like Deadpool. Put on that suit, 
on another thing, and it's you know like now it has all the venomized versions of all the yeah all the Avengers. I just whatever my friend she is obsessed with Venom. She really? is tracking down every single one of these figures, and there is a place for it. Same thing with Deadpool people. I just don't. I just I need one good looking one, and I'm out. <laughs> That's and that's the thing about these collector series like Mezco and stuff. It's you do get, you do get these kind of uh, variants and stuff, but you get like that one ultimate figure of what you want. I um, mean, if you were like, oh hey, here's the uh, Thunderbolt version of Deadpool, and that's your favorite version, fine. Then okay, yeah. then you you get that one. But I can't get personally the X Men version, the Ryan Reynolds version, the comic version, no. the, you know what I mean? Like I it's just one version of Deadpool. The Venomized Deadpool, Gwenpool, Spider Gwenpool. Like, it's just, it's, oh, it's too much. Deadpool, Deadpool. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, but hey, hey, there's a market for everybody. Obviously, they can't make them because people are buying them. And that's the thing about collectibles these days. You think about it, and it's just like, how, 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 how is there a market for all this stuff that's coming in here? But there's so many different people with so many different tastes. Yep. Which is the beautiful thing about geek culture or anything yep. like that so you know what whatever you guys want to do you do it and you know you're buying it up and they're putting it out so picking up what you're putting down that's it cool where can you find us uh we are at don't forget your weekly i'm sorry daily <laughs> daily to weekly source the last couple of days we've been on vacation yeah yeah don't we've been hiking through the woods we're nature convenient um, we're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes. And <laughs> I think that's it. So thank you guys for listening and, um, you know, travel geekly. We'll see you next time.